the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning, my dear friends, to all our dear audience on KNUS 710 AM or via podcast. I welcome all of you. This morning, we shall interact first by waking up, praising God. If you're married, give a good and warm, safe greeting to your wife or to your husband. Give a good, warm morning hug or welcome with a special social distancing safety, of course, to your children and to all those who you live with. Do me a favor. It's okay to turn on your radio at 6 a.m. on Sunday morning. Next, of course, let us warm up the day by being nice to each other and by being nice to the Lord. This is Father Andre, and good Holy Sunday morning with God. Good Holy Sunday morning to you, my dear friends, um, as we wake up on this uh, wonderful Sunday, July 25th, 2021. Today we will be praying with the people, with the children, um, still on the borders of Texas and Mexico. But today also we pray with the millions of children who are being killed and kidnapped in Nigeria. And today we will be meditating together, and I need your prayers. Rise up, pray as a family on how to stop the Nigerian Christian genocide. But also I wanted to pray, how can we collaborate and work more with Texas and Texan people to stop the genocide that is happening on our borders and that we give light, we give true safety, and we can address the situation on the borders of Texas. This is what we will be doing today. And as we usually do, let us start with a prayer to greet the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God is in his holy place. God who unites those who dwell in his house. He himself gives might and strength to his people. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My dearly friends, on this um, morning of the Sunday, I know for the last two Sundays we have been speaking about the crisis on the uh, Texas and Mexico borders. You might call it a, tra- a, a, a uh, crisis, but I think it's an abomination. The more I stay around this area and I hang out with the friends, we go to areas and to places, and we are being informed about the crisis of the innocents, the children who are being subjected to all forms and kinds of violence, rape, horrific, satanic rituals even. And it seems, and I know, because I am from the Middle East, and you know we have the mission of hope and mercy, which all of you have been supportive of, to try to bring to safety the persecuted Christians, basically. I wonder if there is some type of a persecution going on the borders of Texas and Mexico. Does this massacre have to do with a Christian reality that is in a new world, that is between Latin America, Central America, South America, and North America? Do we need to understand what's happening better if we look 
at the persecution against the children of God and the whole world. So today, I have with me a very special guest, Mike Arnold, a businessman and author of Uprising, Time for Christians to Rise and Shine, and founder of Africa Arise Ministry. And I want to welcome him here in the studio of the Patriots, the Hill Country Patriots, 104.3 FM. And I'm very, 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 very thankful to my dear friend Harley, who has been offering us his studio in collaboration with Sailing Media Group. So we can do from um, the beautiful heartland of Texas these shows and enlighten the whole world and sound the alarm. So we need to break off the poisonous silence and let the people in America get engaged in protecting the children of God in our nation, in all of America and in the world. I want to greet you. Amen, Father. Good Thank morning. you. Thank you for having me. It's a, it's a blessing and an honor to be here. You know, there is a persecution all over the world, Mike, right? And um, why is Nigeria very important? Well, you know, there's a number of ways to approach that. First of all, Africa, very uh, populated place, rich in natural resources. Uh, Nigeria is the largest nation in Africa, largest economy. They're actually one of the top five nations in OPEC, a uh, major oil-producing country. They have 30 billion barrels of oil in reserve. So it's a, it's a wealthy nation, a very populated nation, and very influential in that part of the world. And I believe uh, we'll see in the coming generation, Nigeria right now is where China was 25, 30 years ago, if you remember, China was the butt of everybody's joke, and now they're leading the world. And I believe Nigeria is poised to become that leading nation in the next generation. So um, there is a persecution all over the world. You yes. know, the Mission of Hope and Mercy has studied the event of persecution, and it'll be lovely if uh, um, also Harley can share some of this information through his program, with, which I give him permission, and I'm bringing his voice to Colorado, basically, to Denver at the same time, because all of us have to stand in solidarity. You know, there is about 360 million Christians under severe and high persecution in the world. And I know in Africa, mm -hmm. we have about 1,250,000,000. Million. That's the population of Africa. Do you know um, over 49% of the African population is actually Christian? I do not know if you know this, Harley. Do you have any I, idea? I did not. And then the rest of it is all splintered, right, with tribal right, religions. Right. There's about 44. So the largest block is Christians or largest, is it Muslims? No, the largest block is the Christians. And the largest... African nation in the world with the largest number of Christians is Nigeria. Yes. It has about 200 million in population. Over 110 million of them are actually Christians. That's Nigeria. And if I could add, it's not just Christians like Americans tend to think of Christians. Uh, as an American, I've been there uh, to Nigeria 11 times, extended trips, and it's blown me away. The only way I can describe the Christian community there uh, is like the book of Acts. They have such a deep and abiding, a living faith, a real faith, and they walk in it. There's no razzle-dazzle. There's no, I mean, you, you get counterfeits of good things everywhere you go, and there's certainly that there. But the heart of the Christian community there is real. It's vibrant. You witness miracles. You witness healing, stuff that most Americans would say stopped happening 2,000 years ago. They live it. They walk in it, and it's an amazing, amazing place. I know, Mike, you have a special ministry that you do in Africa 
and uh, I invited myself, and I know soon you're going to go to Nigeria, actually. Yes. I want us, um, I wanted to tell the listeners, and this is uh, KNUS, 7, 10 a.m. This is Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. I want to welcome all the listeners who are waking up on this beautiful Sunday. It's actually the Feast Day of St. James. Yeah. It's the Feast of St. James today. We want to welcome you, and I have Mike Arnold, and I have uh, with us Harley as well uh, from the land of Texas, and we are reporting about similarities, I guess, and a land of persecution. Mm. Um, um, how many Christians, uh, what is the population of Texas, Harley? Where, where, where are we at, Mike? 28 million? Something like that. Yeah. Do you know in uh, Nigeria there is 30 million Catholics? Just Catholics? Just Catholics. Wow. Not counting the other Christians. Just Catholics. So there are more Catholics in Nigeria than the entire population of the state of Texas. Just figure this out. And uh, let's let's put things in perspective because, Mike, I want to salute you on that ministry of yours that you do in Nigeria. Would you tell us a little bit about it? Absolutely. And uh, I stumbled into Nigeria. I never made this you know, my strategy. I had to just say God dropped me there, and I, it's another whole story. Um, and my you know my first trip there, I felt sorry for them. It's you know it's a third world nation. Because the things we take for granted that they lack. Because, you know, sitting here talking with – or there, the electricity would have gone out by now. Uh, you know, air conditioning, refrigeration, things, like good roads, you know, things that we take for granted, they don't have. And I felt sorry for them. But it wasn't long until it started to hit me that the other way around is actually more accurate. I feel sorry for us, and, and, I, and I envy them because of the things that they take for granted that we lack. Mm. And I'm talking things like family. I'm talking faith. I'm talking character, entrepreneurism, uh, value of education. It, I, in so many ways, feel more at home there than I do here at, wow. at home in Texas because here those traits are getting harder and harder to find. That's the character that made America the greatest nation on earth that are scarce here now. There they have it in abundance. You can't hold a people like that down long. You know, we hear the bad press, the, the scammers and all that. Yeah, they're certainly bad apples, and they're very good at being bad apples because they're so bright. But the good apples far, far, far outnumber them. I, I could tell stories, again, of just the integrity of the people, the, the values of the people. It's a powerful place. And so my ministry there... A uh, lot of outreach. We've done crusades and, and campaigns, but it, we shifted uh, a year and a half ago when we were there and stumbled into what's called an IDP camp. These are internally displaced persons. I've never heard that term before. Yes, IDP yes. is the same as a refugee. Legally. Same in Lebanon. This is yeah. what the mission of Open Mercy deals with. That's right. Yeah. IDP is basically, I tell people it's a refugee, but they're in the same country. So right. it's IDP. And I uh, started hearing the stories of these these dear people. Um Driven off. So Nigeria is a divided country. This is the way Great Britain drew the map when they left in the 1950s. They lumped the, the Christian, vibrant, fast-growing, educated South with the Sharia law, slave-trading North. And, and you drew a map and said, you all try to work it out. And it just hasn't worked. And you have a, an ongoing since then slaughter of Christians. It's getting worse and worse. And we're talking always about the Fulanis, right? We're talking basically this is a mechanism. They use the Fulanis or there are other tribes, internal tribes. I know the Haram and the Fulanis. Yes, so Fulanis came 600 years ago, came from the Sahara down into Nigeria and and basically the the overlords of the the Hausa uh, tribe. And they through that, the mechanism, they pretty much control the government there. They're still considered the overlords from elsewhere even though they've been there 600 years and so the fulani and uh, and they're radicalized muslims 
Uh, also, you know, Boko Haram, other factions. What's happened now most recently, though, uh, ISIS, if you remember them in the Middle East, very sophisticated, very sharp, very well-funded, uh, very strategic. ISIS and the Muslim Brotherhood, who did the Arab Spring, it took over many nations successfully. Right, right. When we ran them off and bombed them out of the Middle East, they retreated to Nigeria. Well, they were being eradicated, and all of a sudden, about five months ago, we find out that they have declared their own caliphate in Mozambique. Mm. In Mozambique, well, yeah, and in Africa, well, uh, and in Nigeria as well. That's right. I know, and you know what's their best trade? It's um, hardly. It's the trade of the children, unfortunately. Yeah. Yes. The, the, the child is slavery. Right. And that's what I want you mm. in a few minutes to tell us. Yeah. I know I've seen the videos. I've seen the yeah. pain of the family. And this is Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre, with our special mm. guest, uh, Mike Arnold, a businessman and author of a book. Um, it is time for Christianity to rise and shine. Amen. Um, in America, most likely in a very specific way. And we have Harley with us, our local host and guest um, contributor to the show so far. And this time in which we speak about uh, what's happening on the borders between Texas and Mexico, the pain of the children. Tell us in Nigeria, Mike, what is the pain of oh, a Christian child like? It, it's, it's incomprehensible, uh, the scope of it. Uh, there are, by UN's most recent estimates, more than two and a half million IDPs in Nigeria, and most of them... Internally displaced people, basically. Correct. Driven off violently. The, the things these people have witnessed... Uh, it, it's impossible to describe the horrors that they've endured at the hands of Muslims. And uh, two and a half million IDPs in the vast majority, by my experience, the camps I've visited, vast majority are children and, and women because they killed the men. And uh, they are stuck living. The, the politics is so dark and evil. The United Nations now denies that these IDP camps even exist and we just just in one area, we found 18 of them with as many as 5,000 people per camp. They're stuck there with no outside resources, no support, no help, nothing. No and water, probably. No, no, no. The one camp that we've started working in uh, centrally, uh, they were given a water well six years ago when they moved in, and it broke a few months later, and, and they don't know how – they have no resources. They can't fix it. The government is – not paying attention, so Mike, they get their water out of do, a ditch. Do we have any figure of number of children who are being kidnapped or killed? You know, the published numbers are impossible to, to, to trust because it's so widespread and so ever-present. Uh, whatever published numbers there are, so I know supposedly at least 2,000 Christians have been murdered this year. Oh, I know. And but, in the first six, yeah. four months, actually, of 2021, 2,800 Christians have been murdered. Well, that's yeah. vastly underreported. I can yeah. guarantee you the number is probably five times that. I know. And and the the rape and kidnapping and slavery and traffic of children – I, I, it's beyond a scope that I can, can say. I don't know. It's ever-present. It's ongoing, um, and it's extremely widespread. I do not know what the statistics are because I don't think that they're – I don't think you can get a handle on it. Mike, in, in, in this regard, what is the message of your book? When you invite Christians to rise, mm. it is time to rise. You know, I, I'm call, trying to call Christians back to the God's original vision. What, 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 what did God commission us to do here? Why did he create creation and put us in it? And it's not just to to buy time and let things ride out until someday we die and go to heaven. That's not why we're here. And it's not to, to grab all the prosperity we can and ha live in the biggest house that we can while we're here either. We are here to be the salt and light. We're here to plant the flag of the kingdom of God everywhere we go, everything we touch. And that kingdom, as you know, 
is the kingdom of love. It's the, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And the kingdom of safety. Save, Amen. Saving, Amen. Saving the people Amen. from the beast, from That's the right. jaw of the beast. justice, yes. You know, I read in your book once, uh, you say, I believe that what man has called the dark continent, God is raising to be the continent of light. Can I you explain that? I absolutely believe that. I believe that... It is our destiny as the, the sons and daughters of God to see God's kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. That's what Jesus prayed for. And he was not reciting the liturgy. He was setting the gears of heaven in motion. And he can read in the Bible. You know, I've, I've read the end of the book. And it you says they the overcame the, the, the devil by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. It is our destiny to overcome, to conquer the Mike, kingdom of darkness. Mike, this is amazing. And I know when I have you on future episodes... And also after you come back from Africa, we shall keep in touch Amen. because we have to create the largest solidarity movement amongst Amen. the body of Christ Amen. in the entire world. And Amen. this has to be centered here Amen. in America. And God gave taxes this calling, obviously, Amen. and these capabilities that we can do. Um, Harley, I have two things to ask you to comment on. First of all, do black lives matter in Africa? And are they mattering for American African people? Do you think they are aware of what's happening in the African continent. I think black Americans yeah. are understanding what's happening. I understand I what's happening. I, I don't think so. I mean, we don't. What Mike's describing never ends up on the evening news. Right. The the closest we ever got was when Boko Haram uh, kidnapped some little girls, and we had a hashtag. Hashtag. Uh, what was it, Mike? Bring our girls back. Yeah, that did a lot, didn't it? And well, so, it, it actually emboldened them to go and kidnap Marcus. Terrorists, yeah. they do terror to, to get headlines. Yeah. And that got headlines, so they, that's actually made it worse. And, you know, you can read the, the fact what stopped the campaign, Bring Our Girls Back campaign, because every celebrity all the way up to the White House holding that hashtag sign. Do you know what stopped that? No. The Ice Bucket Challenge. Wow. The ice bucket challenge. That became yeah. the next thing. So Americans so they, got distracted with something else. Yeah. Okay, squirrel. <laughs> so wow. yeah, it, it's 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 horrible. Uh, and the the sad thing is, most Nigerians over there don't even know the scope of it. It's like the Germans next to Auschwitz wondering what these ashes falling from the sky are. Quite literally, they they don't even know the scope of it. Because if they knew the scope of it, they would rise up and put an end to this. It seems like you're speaking about an evil of disconnect, right? Right. And and because we don't know. If you don't know what's going on next door and, which we talked about in a, in a different episode, further, you really don't want to know. Mm. A lot of people don't want to even acknowledge God because then the next question is, if you say, yes, there is a God, what's the next question? What does he demand of me? What does mm. he want? What's required of me? So they want to put God out of their thoughts. And the same same function is happening here. You, you know, don't want to know about the bad I, I, news. I, I had, I had um, uh, it was an honor, honestly, to meet a person who is uh, probably the most on the Internet that's probably pe people wonder about his identity. I think his name is Juan Osaven. I'm trying to convince him to speak about his spiritual identity since he doesn't like to talk about his identity. I, I'm not involved in his politics, but and somehow it became onto my heart because I see him doing something with the sound of freedom. Um, mm. Also saving children mm. from the slavery market and stuff like that. And uh, I did meet with him one way or the other, and I did ask him the following question um, about what you just said, that um, people do not want to know. And I told him, you know, I think people are turning the blind, and intentionally they want to be blind to it. And then I made the comment, I said, uh, people are being paid so they that remain blind. They're not only willingly doing it, and somehow they are being paid 
to remain blind. He said, let me think about it. I have to grasp on that one. And I tell you what I mean by people are being paid to remain blind. Our way of life in order to save the way we like our food, the desire, the way we like our homes, I think and somehow it has become murky. It's not all coming from clean sweat. Mm. Usually Amen. it's by the sweat of your head you shall eat your bread. And somehow in America there is a little bit of a... Well, what, what do you call it in English? Somebody has we're, to help me. We have been compromised. Disconnected from reality. It, it, we, we, we live here. We don't know where milk comes from. We don't know where <laughs> food comes from. We, and, it, it's very disconnected from and reality. And don't want to know. And that's don't right. Know. Yes, yeah. that's right. And, and we keep bringing the milk and throw it from the fridge, mm. right? Yeah, I right. bet you if you look at the fruit and of the food that we throw in our fridges, we can feed many nations. Amen. We can, we can feed many people. It's from well, the scraps of our table. Um, I'm, well, I'm pe- not sure. People Go are ahead. being told what to think and not being taught how to think. And the Bible is very strong on how to think. God tells you what how the world works, but we make out of that what we make out of that. And we make good choices, we make, make bad choices. But, you know, it's like the I was thinking about it this morning. A friend of mine used to say perception is reality. That's not true. There is objective reality. It's based on facts. And you've got to be able to accept the facts. Or you're never going to get to what's really going on. And if you don't want to know, you're never. There's none so blind as he who won't see. One of my message to Americans about you know why should I pay attention to what's happening over there, beyond the humanitarian aspects of it, beyond the the battle of the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness, beyond the fact that Boko Haram and, and ISIS are about to take over a nation with 30 billion barrels of light sweet crude in reserve. I mean that's their, that's what they're they're right on the verge of that. And, and, we're about to see the largest genocide in history if we don't stop and this. And we are seeing it. But yeah, but what I try to tell them is this is a cautionary tale for us because we're next. What is happening there can and will happen here. It's not that far away. They're not that foreign from us this can happen here if we're not vigilant we were given a gift by god and our founding fathers that keeps us safe and has made us a special place but that can be eroded and we will face what they're facing if we're not careful mike you are such a voice calling in the wilderness and i do pray that all americans would listen to you and they would come to the aid of all of africans actually and specifically in this case for the nigerian people and the nigerian christianity which is a stronghold for our faith I um, I want to salute you for doing this. You know, uh, you mentioned something, and I think I can identify with it. You said probably what I understood, that the problem in Nigeria about reporting numbers of murders, how many churches are being burned, how many houses are being stolen, how many people are being internally displaced, and what happened to them. It seems that the problem um, hardly in Nigeria is of structure, meaning identifying critical and credible information. Mm-hmm. We can't seem to pin down a system because well, it's there's, Nigeria. There's, it's not just that. You and I would have to get it off the Internet, right? Right. You, you can't depend on broadcast. And mm-hmm. intentionally, uh, things are being uh, misreported. Uh, there are there are dual reports about the same incident, and you can't tell which one is, is right and which one is wrong. So... In defense of the folks, you know, I said a moment ago, they don't want to know. Some of us do want to know, but we don't know which one is is true. So you get an eyewitness like Mike Arnold here who's been there, and he comes back. um, That's word of mouth. 
Amen. It's a tough struggle, so we have to depend on. And prayer. we have these radio waves now, and have people waking up on Good Sunday morning with Father Andre in Denver, Colorado, mm. and they need to wake up and awaken the sleeping giant. Amen. All the good people in the United States of America, the whole body of Christ needs to rise up. And uh, in the last two minutes, you know, I understand this problem of structure in Nigeria. And hardly is it possible that the crimes here on the borders of Texas and Mexico are underreported or not reported at all? It's exactly the same as in Nigeria. They just ignore what they don't want to report. And Isn't that a shame? Yeah, on the world, of course it is. The first world in the world, we have the best means of communication. Why? Who's not allowing it to be reported? Is it us because we made a choice not to hear, as you said earlier, or there is an active a block that is being formed not to let America. Sure. How many times America. you look at something on Facebook and it says that you know they've uh, the fact blockers have mm. stopped you from seeing it? Mm. There are people that are actively trying to keep us from knowing about certain things in the world. Mm. Hey, right. Mike was talking about the ice bucket challenge. <laughs> there are distractions. That's right. They introduce distractions so we don't know what's really going on. I would want us to give them a new challenge, Mike. What do you think um, in the future is the worst? peril facing Americans, the worst peril, in, in less than 30 seconds, if you may, so we can conclude. You know, the worst peril facing Americans, I think, is the continuing watering down of the Christian faith and the message to Christians that you don't matter, that your your destiny is to lose, to be beat down, you got to be rescued someday, this Antichrist is going to rise and take over, and so we slink off into you know our little prosperityville and let all this happen and fall down around us. We need restored in us the, the, the spirit that used to sing, Onward Christian Soldiers. You haven't sung that in a while, have you? May God That's bless what you. we need. May God bless you so, my brothers and sisters. This is Good Sunday morning. Morning with Father Andre, restore the face of Jesus Christ in your faith. Restore him in your home. Restore him in our nation. Restore him in our neighborhoods. May Almighty God bless us all, protect us from all evil, and bring us all to everlasting life. Amen. Thanks for joining us today for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Father Andre and his team rely on your prayers and generosity to help feed over 5,000 families in Lebanon every month. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org to learn more. Your support helps buy supplies from local farms and factories, employ truckers to ship the food, all to let these families know they are not forgotten. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org and donate today. And join us next week at 6 a.m. for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Andre.